the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Milberger's Garden. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. All right, you can be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And uh, we'd love to talk to you about what's going on in your garden. We got a, a email yesterday as we were wrapping up, so we'll start today's show with this because Jerry says this is quite common. It's kind of interesting. It came from Bert, and Bert says, I've got a few tomatoes with seeds starting to grow inside them. Maybe the docs can elaborate a little on this. And did you see the the picture? Yeah, You saw the picture, too, or you don't need to see the picture? Yeah, we get that every year. Okay, why, why, why are they doing that? <laughs> well, people have taken them off the vine and ripening them inside. Oh, and it looks like he's doing that, yeah. And, and the seed, that makes the seed, the seed is mature. And when they oh. take it off off the vine and put it on the counter for a while, seed thinks it needs to grow. Stupid seed. <laughs> How does that affect the tomato? Well, it's it's okay. I mean, it's not uh, into the flesh of the tomato. It's just uh, the seed. Okay. Just the little babies in there. All right. So Pull it out. You just carve it out, or what do you just eat around it? What do you do? You can eat it. Oh, okay. You know, people eat sprouts. That's true. I, I have a. Ten, I think it uh, flattens the taste rather than flattens the taste. Yeah, you need to talk around. in the mic, sir. Right, there I you think, go. I think it. Uh, <laughs> it's oh, better when it, we do that. Isn't it? Yeah, when, it's when a little. It's, like, uh, you know, it, there's less acidy taste. And oh, when that happens, okay. So I mean, but it's it's still it's still desirable, but it's uh, <laughs> not. It's hard. If you did one of those taste tests, like yeah, we've done through the years, yeah. You would, and if, uh, it'd be hard to detect which which plant <laughs> it was. Yeah, if you if you pluck those seed out, they're, they're germinating. Yeah, they're I was wondering if you could, you could pluck them out and put them in potting mix in pots, and uh, they'd grow a new plant. Okay, did you get, <laughs> did you get all that, Bert? <laughs> Bert should do that. Yeah, because we're getting near the uh, the season for uh, well, there's not much for going spring on. tomatoes. Yeah, not much going on. And uh, they'll be, they won't be identical to the parent, but uh, they'll have, well, forget I said that. Let's go on. Oh. <laughs> okay. They'll I be, didn't hear nothing. They'll be crossed. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, if it's a hybrid, uh, it won't be exactly the same as the mother plant. What, what else does that? Pecans? 
Oh, yeah, Pecanza yeah. Sprout. Huh, I think I have seen that. Yeah. Morning, hey. how are you? Uh, it's afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. Yeah, and you're welcome. I, I, don't sh- I, can, I can look at it more regularly, but if you have a question that you want us to talk about and you just want to email us, you can email us at uh, Milton at KLUP. Dot com. Did you get all Ray's stuff? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Ray sent <laughs> sent me some good stuff. Uh, as as did uh, our man in uh, Austin, Dennis. Dennis. Oh yeah. okay. But the the neatest thing that <laughs> Ray found, you know, he was asking about how to mix the uh, baking powder. Mm-hmm. Yesterday. Soda. Soda. There's a big difference. Is there? Yeah, I've learned that from my wife. Uh, (laughs) Not the same thing. And and in baking, they do two different things. Uh, Okay. It's like using salt versus flour. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) I mean, it's uh, it's fabric. But uh, he found, let's see, I don't know where he, I thought he said, yeah, he found that, uh, a, uh, a conversion to on link, uh, online link where I got the breakdown shown above. It's called <laughs> www.calculateme.com. Oh, and, that's interesting. And uh, it's uh, it's under, <laughs> but uh, he calculated recipe 0.6 pounds of baking powder. And so, uh, let's see, I think I recommended 0.6, and Calvin recommended a little more. But it was baking powder. It doesn't matter. Doesn't much. Uh, but uh, if you want to get apply 0.6 pounds of baking powder. Is that six-tenths of a pound? Is that yeah, how that works six, out? Yeah, six-tenths of a pound. Uh, you have to u- you use 18.90 tablespoons per gallon. Okay. And 56.70 teaspoons. Could you do it by ounces, by weight, or is that? I guess the teaspoons are easier. Yeah, right. But you're doing 54 of them. <laughs> no, they aren't. You if you're doing. Each each one has a potential error, and and when you have to do it fifty six times, yeah, that's uh, potential, yeah. So, so so what would you recommend if it's six tenths of a pound? How would you would you do it by weight? You, well, pound to sixteen <laughs> ounces. U.S. cups. No, we got to use the volume. Uh, oh, volume. Okay. I didn't know U.S. cups were different from imperial cups. Oh yeah. Oh, big time, huh? Oh, jeez. Uh, US You're using imperial cups. <laughs> US, I don't know what an imperial cup is. I don't either. Dennis, you will have to send us something that tells us what an imperial cup is. Uh, U.S. cups are 1.18 uh, to get uh, uh, 0.6 pounds of baking soda per. Okay. Yeah. Imperial cups, though. You only have to use point nine eight. Huh. I would, right. I would say you gotta look it up. I'd say use a cup. Yeah, I of think either you. one. Okay. Metric cups. There's metric cups too, Milton. 
Okay. 1.12. And millimeters. <laughs> milliliters. 279.47 milliliters. Now, if you want any more measurements, you're going to have to find that yourself. Okay. Yeah, I still didn't. I'm still not finding out what I am. <laughs> I can find out what. So there's a U.S. legal cup and an imperial cup equals 1.18388 yeah. in the legal cup. Yeah. But, uh, but Jerry's right. The one cup. Yeah, that'll cover that, That's close Just use close a cup enough. and be happy. And then the, the other thing that I mentioned yesterday is the, the um, sack or the container has a... Uh, Dimensions on there too. But oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, imagine the other. They just. Uh, I'm sure there wouldn't be just a blank label on there that says baking. <laughs> but anyway, the. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, uh, Ray did send me some. Send me seven. Seven. Uh, digital images of uh, ball moss on. Uh, on. Uh, Crepe myrtles. Did it have the look that you expected? No. Oh. Well, the individual picture of the ball of a ball moss on the trunk of a crepe myrtle, and you can tell it's a crepe myrtle because it got that pretty bark. Uh, is is good as all close-ups Ray do are spectacular. But the tree, the the contamination in the tree, our denseness in the tree. Uh, doesn't show up like I want it to. Uh, I think what I'm going to have to do is uh, use a flash on it, even though it's in the day. Uh, in the past, I've I've experimented with flashes, and when you use a flash, it uh, gives you more depth of field. Oh, it gives you more depth of field. And accentuates the things that closest, you know, the the it ball moss. So uh, I'm going to have to try to get. I want to show the denseness of the ball moss in the in the tree. It's it's to my way of thinking is it's kind of a the opposite with the ball moss is kind of the opposite of the. Of the live oak, yeah, situation because the live oak is the the growth structure is uh, make, making it le- less out. action, yeah, spread uh, out, and it's dense, yeah. Whereas the balma, I mean, it's hard to have a crepe myrtle where there's, uh, you know, there's yeah, no, not like the wine shape in a pastry right. or anything, right. So you're out, you're kind of, you're kind of. Uh, Going against the the natural structure of a, a crepe myrtle uh, to f- make a perfect structure for ball moss, so it's a, <laughs> that's what kind of makes it really interesting. Yeah. How, how the ball moss survives and how different it is in crepe myrtle as opposed to the yeah. old oak or mesquite. Yeah. What's amazing uh, on these uh, ball moss on crepe myrtles. Uh, I, there's some there's a line of crepe myrtles at the entrance to Brown Station over on uh, 1604 on Brown Road and uh, 
there's a line of crape myrtles, about uh, eight or ten in a row at the entrance. And every one of them have the same amount of ball moss on them, which is amazing. I mean, it's just... the same size plants? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Same size tree and everything else. So it's... I I can't explain how... They weren't manipulated by people. No. 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 But I can't explain, (laughs) you know, why they basically attacked... (laughs) Uh, and the the old crab myrtles. Because even even on those, uh, I was trying to think of uh, on those uh, utility wires and fences. There, it's spread it's, out. Yeah, it's not. There's not a real consistent pattern. Yeah. And live oak and live oaks definitely not much of a pattern in yeah. there. But after after yesterday's show, you say, well, I don't know. <laughs> If I want to use ball moss, I mean, uh, crepe baking soda, baking soda, or the new Cupro. Right now, so what's your which five thousand? Now you said baking powder and baking soda. Oh, did I say it's baking soda? Yeah. Last time you said. Oh, sorry. Baking powder. <laughs> so <laughs> think so of the don't the make S us call your wife because the an S in moss. Because the the baking powder make make a dough. Makes, I think it makes it rise. <laughs> <laughs> make a dough. It's really hard to apply. Well, no, you could throw it. I guess. So baking soda. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. baking soda. Okay. Uh, I went inside and checked. Oh, that's right. The Cupro Five Thousand fungicide and bactericide. It's a fungicide and bactericide. And for a three-pound bag, for $83.99, you can get a three-pound bag. Did it say how how much you had to eat? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, uh, you mix it. Uh, it's copper hydroxide, mm-hmm. 61.3%, and you make a stock solution. And six ounces per gallon, and then you use from that stock solution uh, two ounces per gallon. So it, it's a lot of, lot of mixed in there. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, I think baking soda is a little bit cheaper. <laughs> probably. Yeah. And and, uh, uh, and it's it's probably easier to mix too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I never have put baking soda in a in a solution. Does I've never even used it in a recipe. <laughs> You've never used it in a recipe. I don't b- believe so. Uh-huh. Of course, I don't do many recipes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Does baking soda go into water real good? Dissolve in water? Yeah, I think you can. I think so, <laughs> because I think people like maybe gargle with it or drink it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brush their teeth with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I was talking to Jeremy, my son, about it uh, yesterday, and I was saying, well, neat, neat thing about that baking soda is that uh, if you don't use it all, you can gargle with it. Use it as a people uh, brush your teeth, yeah, whether they're in your mouth or on the cabinet. 
and shine them up. And they even put that baking soda in uh, uh, toothpaste. Yeah. They got it in toothpaste. So it's got to be fairly safe. <laughs> but uh, my, my old mama used to use it when she was 85 years old. Yeah. Uh, she didn't use toothpaste. She used baking, baking soda. soda. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. I don't know if they still do, but I think that's that's kind I of don't, I don't think they use uh, Cupro five no. pounds. <laughs> well, let's hope not. Or they have no ball moss on their teeth. Uh, right. So right. that's good. All right. We don't recommend that. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, we want to, uh, I'm going to do this, and you all can go, no, 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 we don't care. No. If, okay. But, well, <laughs> hear me out for uh, We don't care. Okay. Well, never mind then. Here's another idea. Uh, if you went to the seminar on Thursday on the 19th, uh, the tree seminar, we want to hear about it. So uh, tell, us, tell us how it went. What? Well, well, oh, you mean the one? Yeah, the one monkey. that David started and it yeah. was all about the stuff. Yeah, yeah. David yeah. coordinated, yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was a yeah, have you potentially heard anything back? good show. Uh-uh. Okay. Great agenda. Did you hear anything back yet? Nope. Any reviews? Okay, we need a review from somebody who went, who listens to the show. That <laughs> uh, would be nice. Yeah, David or one of the yeah. presenters. Or, or just, a, yeah, just a, a, a spectator, too, because they would, you know, a presenter might kind of bias it. Oh, I was great. People were crying at the end, oh, laughing. Geez, they cried. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, so. Standing <laughs> ovation. <laughs> Three times. They wouldn't let me stop. But, you know, if it's, a, if it's somebody who went. But either we'll take either one, presenter and or uh, attendee. So 210-308-8867. Let's take a quick break. While we do, give us a call. 210-308-8867. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. We're live here at Millburgers on a beautiful sunny day. A little breezier than it was, but... Uh, well, the flags have stopped. They, yeah. When I got here, they were straight out of the north. But, yeah, uh, now they're coming. Now. All right, back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. Don't forget about Spider-Man termite and pest control. You know, it's often you're surprised uh, with uh, the pests that come in the house, and uh, it's, you know, never something that's planned. Uh, So uh, maybe put this number down somewhere. Or uh, this website's easy to remember, GoSpiderManPest.com. So if you see roaches or ants or spiders or fleas or ticks or scorpions or or rats or whatever you see, you want <laughs> to call Spider-Man. I know. I hope you don't see them all <laughs> at the same time. Uh, call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control or go online to GoSpiderManPest.com. That's GoSpiderManPest.com. Pest.com. Since 1976, they've been helping homeowners and businesses alike uh, to remain pest-free. They do a great job, and you'll love working with them. And you won't be alone in that love. Uh, when you go read those reviews, you'll see a lot of people enjoy working with Spider-Man, Warren, Remy, and the gang. 210-656-3721. 210 
656-3721 or online at GoSpiderManPest.com. Ready? Ready, sorry. <laughs> 210 308 Yeah, I was waiting for the phone. Were you waiting for the phone number? Okay, yeah, sorry. I could, couldn't remember. Uh, as I was walking up, I was checking out our plants. Yeah. And uh, How's our blooming blue bonnet? It's still out it's there. Still there out there's there? one. Oh. There's one still out there. The big one. The big, one largest blue, uh, bud. But anyway, uh, I checked the blue bonnets. They 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 really sold a lot yesterday. Yeah. And they're getting low on plants too. I guess <laughs> for some reason people are realizing if they're going to have blue bonnets, they better plant them now. The transplants now. And it doesn't do any good to throw seed out now. So uh, I know those seeds you've had in your refrigerator, you know, forgot to plant them and all that stuff. Don't throw them out now. Yeah, I, it's done, done. It's too late. I finally found seed that I had collected. <laughs> um, uh, I think at the turn of the century. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, they may be. They're pretty old. I know where I was living when I collected them, and it's been 10 years since I've lived there. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they're at least 10 years old. Well, you didn't scarify them, or you didn't... Uh, nah, you, have they been in a refrigerator? No. Oh. They've been in a pillbox in a drawer. They're probably... Uh, I know Paul You'd be surprised. Say, yeah, so next year we'll have to try to plant them. It doesn't take very many, you know. No. If you have three or four come up, you say, ah, they came up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, there was 100 seeds. <laughs> All right, again, 210-308-8867, or come on by and visit with us at 1604 and Bulverde Road. But anyway, they got uh, the place, uh, two flats, which have uh, four six packs, mm-hmm. uh, 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 four and a half inch six pack of the of the whites, and uh, they've got a lot of uh, ladybird royal blue that uh, once called cobalt blue. Because of its sort of dark blue, and uh, still available, and they've got uh, just a few uh, Alamo Fire. Oh, uh, that's uh, the red, the, dark, the uh, red, red, uh, red maroon. So uh, still available. Now they've been out there on the shelf for quite a while. So if you want to plant them, they'll bloom this year. I actually like some of the whites are already sending up the king bloom, the first bloom of the year. But uh, when you plant those in a container or in the in the ground, water them every time you put put water on them with a water soluble fertilizer like Miracle Grow is probably the best because it's got minor nutrients and as well as a lot of nitrogen in it available so uh but they i they're gonna be gone i mean the blue i'm happy that the blue bonnets uh so yeah so well because uh, we were so late with them i mean we were totally out of sync and uh when we do something like that we always want the uh merchant to uh sell them all yeah, we went. and that's happened. Good. 
All right. Well, they're right here, and they're looking good. I mean, I can see them well, looking nice and bushy. Oh, yeah. They they haven't stopped growing. Uh, but like I say, they've been in that smaller container. They were fertilized every time they were watered where they were grown, you know, in a commercial nurseryman, nursery. Right. And uh, But now they've been away from the fertilizer <laughs> for a while. But people say they make their own fertilizer. Hell I've heard no, people they say don't. That. Okay. If 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 they're in containers, and the seed has been treated with concentrated sulfuric acid, I don't think the rhizobium can handle that. Oh. So, uh, they're basically they're on their own when they're in these containers, and in a sterile potting mix. Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh-huh. Uh. Let's see. Uh, also, we're, we're, we, that spinach uh, harv- take, <laughs> uh, cut your own salad, spinach, that yeah. we have out here. <laughs> it's our salad bar. It's just ready, ready to be harvested. So if you want a spinach salad tonight, come over and buy some plants and then uh, cut, cut the big leaves off. Cut them back to smaller leaves and uh, eat the salad. They've not been sprayed with any pesticide or anything else, so they're organically grown. And uh, then plant them out. Or <laughs> that, that crazy Greg Grant, when he was living here, uh, he would get a flat of spinach and grow it on his patio, leave it in the flats. Huh. And and harvest it out of the flats. He's so, nuts. Yeah. Or if you <laughs> or grow them in a tire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want to maximize production though, what Jerry's talking about is that you you plant it and you keep fertilizing it and yeah. watering it and and it uh it'll uh, keep producing for you for quite a long time. Well, absolutely. Especially these big plants, nice. And right next to those big plants out there, they've got a new shipment of, uh, of broccoli in, broccoli plants. And uh, so, what is this? Is it in January? Yeah, we're just past mid-January. Give yeah. it... Uh, two-thirds the way through. Give it two, two months, mu- two mu- January, February, March. They'll be ready. They'll be harvestable in... April, first time. Oh, okay. I uh, wrote my uh, February gardening calendar, and uh, most years we're talking to uh, to gardeners about you still got a chance if you get them in the (laughs) broccoli in the in the ground in first of February. Yeah, Uh, the uh, the the people that grow this broccoli, the broccoli plants. Usually uh, cut cut it off at uh, I think at the end of February. In other words, they don't have to produce any more yeah. transplant. The later you do it, the more of a chance you're taking if the weather is not cooperative. But sometimes it just <laughs> they just keep producing. Yeah, and the good that's one of the good things about spinach. It uh, stays pretty mild and, <laughs> and usable. Yeah, yeah, uh, and the broccoli. Uh, 
it won't have as large a heads produce as large many large heads uh as it would have had you planted in the fall but uh Calvin tells me that some people prefer the small heads, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, better better I, taste I, or different taste? No. Well. <laughs> I keep trying to tell him, if you take one of those big heads and break it up, break it into pieces, it'll have small heads. And so what is your answer? Uh, <laughs> is there a different taste to the small or is it just well, easier to eat? Or? Uh, well, I would... You know, I, I would just answer that, uh, remind Jerry that every time yeah, there's a little Jerry. controversial discussion <laughs> like that, and then, and then he brings up, well, what does your spouse say? Yeah, right. Uh. <laughs> and so I think about that, and I say, my spouse says those littler heads are much tastier and go. easier to use in recipes. <laughs> well, she won't know. Because if she, you take a big head and make small heads. Now, she was she she was not 25 years old. Uh. <laughs> she did a lot of cooking and oh, okay. gardening, too. Yeah, I, I, I realize that uh, you, wouldn't, you don't, didn't mess around with her too much. Uh, uh, anyway, the uh, uh, broccoli is still available. And uh, that broccoli was chosen uh, to produce kind of in the heat. So regardless of when spring ends, sometimes that spring is 30, 40 minutes long. One of my favorite. In the summer. One of my favorite uh, uh, vegetables is is to have those little pieces of broccoli. Of course, they don't have to be too little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then mix with the heads of... uh, cauliflower and then some carrot yeah that yeah. carrot is so sweet and and uh i just never realized how sweet raw <laughs> carrots were oh yeah but then if you have a little uh salad dressing you know mm-hmm. a thick one oh gosh, ranch that's good. i like ranch yeah yeah they i think they sell uh, that combination they do at uh, AGB. Yeah, you, can get you use those three things. Yeah, you can get those great. You can get big patches, yeah. package or a little. Yeah, and uh, t- of course, tastes wonderful and it's uh, uh, easy to use, and a lot of people like it. Nutritious too. It is. It's good. Especially for you. if you use a lot of ranch dressing on that. Ooh, <laughs> that makes it even more nutritious. I see, I see how much uh, that ranch dressing I can pick up with those vegetables. Cauliflower is the best picker up. There you go. I take it to carrots. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. uh, They're they're good. And uh, now the difference in broccoli in the spring spring versus the fall, in the spring you plant the broccoli. Now they will have a tendency to bloom. It's... uh, the buds, the heads will bloom faster. But but the blooms are edible, too. People always say, oh, I can't use it. It's got blooms on it. Yeah, it's the same people that are using these nasty herbs. Uh, <laughs> as I, as I, was, I was walking up, they had a, a heifer out there. I guess she was weeding the herbs 
<laughs> she was yeah, pulling some, were... something out of the herbs. And I asked her, I said, what's your herbs and what's your weeds? I bet she knew. Yeah. She said she was doing the cilantro, I think. Oh, okay. But uh, I said, they're the same. <laughs> There's no difference. You're, you're, pull, you're weeding the weeds. That's like I told, tell people. Uh, but but um, people only want to buy the cilantro weed. <laughs> they don't want to buy, you know, oxalis and, well, and cilantro. I didn't know oxalis. Okay. But uh, that's what I tell people about the blue bonnet. You know, blue bonnet is Texas state weed. Yeah, other uh, other weeds are envious of the blue bonnet. Uh, <laughs> like, how, what happened? Well, they used to be. Oh, uh, not anymore? Well, well, no, it's, yeah, it's, you don't, it's kind of hard to uh, understand what has happened to the blue bonnet, the production and the no, yeah. seeds and the blooms. Yeah, now, some of us are... Talking about uh, that one, maybe one of those those horticulturists that was interfering with the the genetics. Oh, maybe mess. You know, all those white ones and pink <laughs> yeah, that, ones that, and, that, in his lab with, with all the smoke yeah. and the electricity and the, yeah, yeah. At, anyway, his, his assistant Igor. <laughs> yeah. The uh, I also walked up as I was walking up. I checked our. Uh, Belinda's Dream Supply. Yeah. Somebody's been buying those. Uh-oh, they must have heard them. us talking about them. I bought one. <laughs> they're still looking great. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, I imagine they'll, they'll be, well, I, I bet they'll be bought out before they bloom. Oh, you you may be right. Because uh, that's, yeah, a, that's a pretty famous rose. Yeah, if you're, uh, in the old days, I used to wait and get... You know, I wanted a few Belinda's dreams, yeah. and I wanted a, a few of my, uh, <laughs> uh, the the ones I like. Uh, Katie Road. Katie Road. Uh. And, and uh, now now I learned my lesson, though, with the uh, When they come in, and you get yeah. them, huh? If you want them, <laughs> get, get them. Get as many as you can use, and then you just, if the Katie Roads show up again, then you get them. Fill, there you go. Fill that gap, too. So Wait. should now you were suggesting if we buy them. Mm-hmm. And we we ought to probably get them just to se- be secure that we get them. Yeah. Um, to not plant them just yet. Yeah, I'd I'd put Keep them in on, the container. Yeah, I'd put them on the patio, and okay. every time you water them, water them with the water starter That's what I was ask. Can I put some osmocote? You can do that too. Okay. Copious amounts. Copious. Okay. And then you is that an imperial copious or (laughs) a regular copious? That's an imperial. Oh dear. Okay. (laughs) But uh, uh, the reason I say that is because see, last time I checked, this is January, right? It is. And uh, we have known to have freezes in February. Yes, we are. And these these roses. Are so they're actively growing. The one you got had new a new sprout on it. Actually, uh, very a, tender sprout. I noticed when I took it out of the truck, it had a little bud on it too. Yeah, yeah, and it's getting ready to bloom. Yeah, most of those t- tough modern roses in my neighborhood are, are putting out some of their foliage. Yeah, new foliage. <laughs> I, I, uh, Trace is not around, but I, I never will forget. Uh, uh, they used to say when when they would bring the roses in, you know. 
and roses are a one-time shot. In other words, if you lose them, lose the buds and everything, flowers, they it takes a while to recover. And so uh, the nurseryman brought them in one one time. I think uh, Wolf Nursery was was one of the really hit hard, which uh, hit Mr. Westler <laughs> uh, real hard. But they brought them in too early, and they were blooming and beautiful, and it froze them back to the hard wood. Mm. So basically it uh, destroyed the marketing capability of those roses. So from from that time on, I forget what year that was. Uh, he, he they wouldn't bring them in. Early, oh, is that right? That early, but uh, they weren't. And those were roses that were mo- the most common roses, and they weren't yeah, as vegetatively growing as as these are. So, so we do I, have I would, some. I'd keep them. Tonight's low is 38, tomorrow's low is 50, Tuesday night's low is 40, and then Wednesday night's low is 35. Oh, you're listening to that 50% chance of rain on Wednesday? Um, am I saying that? Uh, I said it is. I saw it on the newsletter. All right, night. so I have, according to <laughs> weather.gov. Let me get ready. All right. Now, it looks like Monday it went away, but Monday night... <laughs> 50% chance of showers. 50% chance. After midnight. So is, I never noticed is that. Is that Monday night or Monday morning? I think it's Monday morning. Oh, so it could be actually tonight? This is breaking. No, it could, could be tonight. No. Okay, because that doesn't make sense. Showers and then Tuesday, showers and a thunderstorm before noon. Thunderstorm. Is that a thunder? Uh, no, hey, it's uh, worse fog? than thunder fog. <laughs> then a slight chance of showers. <laughs> And thunderstorms afternoon. Okay. Uh, wind gusts as high as 35 miles per hour. All right. Chance of precipitation, 90%. 90%. That's practically much? 100. How much precipitation? It doesn't tell. Does, does we, we, tell? Don't, we, don't do, we don't do how much, Gavin. Uh, the government anymore. is not saying. Next expected yeah. is 0.55 inches on Tuesday. Point fifty five. So half an inch. Half an inch. <laughs> what yeah, happened to one point one? It was seventy five. Yeah, it's getting less and less. Three quarters. Yeah. Well, even before that, it was over. A, yeah, it was over an inch. An inch. <laughs> I'm getting angry. <laughs> All right. Let's but, take a. But anyway, let's take a quick break while we do. Give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM the answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Need to get some reports from the uh, tree seminar at the Botanical Garden on the 19th. If you were a presenter or you were an attendee, 
uh, call us and tell us how it went. Uh, I'm curious about it and stuff. And as I drive around town, I, uh, I am curious. I don't know who we talked to about this, but... Uh, about what? I see, because brush pickup is coming. Yeah. I see a lot of trees that have been trimmed, and I'm guessing, and I don't know what's an oak and what's not an oak. I'm just presuming they're oaks. Yeah. They kind of look oakish. But I, I'm not <laughs> that's sure. Why, that's why they paint everything. This is not being painted unless it's a clear paint. Or an, no. I, I, I wonder about that because they, they come in, they zoom in. They cut them all up. They zoom out. They're, you know, two hours worth of work, and it's like, yeah. Well, it, if it's, I mean, it's I think, CPS I is pretty careful. No, no, this wasn't CPS. This yeah. was Jose. Home, these were homeowners. That, was it Jose? I don't know who it was. It was. I'm, I'm guessing it was not a certified arborist. Could have been Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who it was, but, and I don't know whether they painted or not, but it sure doesn't look like it. But that I don't want you to worry about. It's just that. depressing. I don't want you to worry about it. Okay. Because uh, the, the the red oak is the one, main the one that oh, grows, the main? The, grows the stuff. Uh, grows the uh, that spreads. It, it, it spreads the, the uh, live okay. oaks. Okay. And they're not active now. Oh, good. Okay. Let me turn Trace up. He's on the porch with us. Hi, Trace. Hello, sir. What's going on? Hey, have you heard any uh, reviews from the uh, the thing on Thursday, the tree? The thing that they did? No. David was there. Mark was there. Was Mark presenting? No. Oh, uh, no. I had okay. No. We'll, we'll have to talk to David about it. We're hoping we'll get some calls. Trace Mark was call. there, though. Yeah. Okay, well, Mark could call as an attendee. Yeah. All right. Well, he's got to be a little careful. Huh, if he... Oh, okay. Don't call Mark. Or well, disguise your voice, Mark. No, I mean he's he's knowledgeable enough that he can. Uh, but it, it just he'll you get a different each of those audience groups that you talked about. You'll get a little different. Oh, okay. Bend on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but Mark, yeah, Mark does a good job of of um, letting you know what turned out very well and what people had questions on. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay, you don't have to be critical. Just. You know, what your thoughts were, maybe what, what you would do next time. So, 210-308-8867, 210-308, or come on by the nursery. It's a pretty day. little wind out of the north now. There you go, Jerry. Your flags are moving there in the breeze. They, go. they uh, can't decide what they want. No, I know. It's okay. Well, what's going on, Trace? Uh, you're getting buzzed, so things are happening here at the nursery. Yep, just getting ready for all the stuff coming in this week. All the uh, That's fruit. Stuff. Uh, the bulk, well, there's some of that coming, yeah. But we got the bulk of it in already. Oh, good. Uh, we've got uh, an Oklahoma shipment, which will have dun, 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 dun. Oh. Blue Angel Oklahoma Althea. shipment. Oh, is that Jerry's Althea? That is. Blue Angel? Blue Angel. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't know what you. day yet. They haven't confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it left Oklahoma on Friday. So it should okay. show up anytime. Okay. Uh, that's cool. That, that's a pretty Althea. Yes, it is. Um, what else is coming? We are going to get Baldwin Burlap Crepe Myrtles first truck tomorrow. Okay. And then there's two or three more after that. We're going to have uh, our Baldwin Burlap Red Buds, I think, on Wednesday. That's good. Um, and there's other stuff that comes along with it. 
<laughs> yeah, so uh, lots of stuff coming in. Perfect timing for uh, David's seminar. Uh, mm-hmm. I know it's on fruit trees, but David will uh, frequently give give you some time afterwards. And if you've got questions on any of those things or just anything in general, David will talk to you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, and he spends a lot of time. Because, uh, uh, well, I know that because he, uh oh, Trace has to go <laughs> solve a problem. Uh, but, yeah, because he usually comes up here. And the uh, seminar ends at 11.30, and he doesn't get here until just a little afternoon. So he spends about a half an hour talking to people. Yeah, those... Uh, it'll probably be in the uh, in the greenhouse, Calvin. Because <laughs> mm. even if it's chilly, we'll still be doing it. Yeah. Just doing the greenhouse. Well, yeah, he was... Uh, talk, made sure we heard... He said that about four times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe uh, he's part of the greenhouse conspiracy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> There'll the, be no greenhouse gases in the greenhouse, <laughs> so you'll be okay. The 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 getting that getting those redwoods in now, they'd be dormant. Yeah. But they'll be the first one things to bloom, and when people come to the nursery. Yeah, if we just pick out a tree, they're, they're, we'll just have to keep people from breathing on them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're they're so ready to quit being uh, dormant. Oh yeah. Uh, so your your peach tree is is holding its own. Oh yeah, my peach tree is starting. I've got a few blooms, but the blooms out here are many more blooms than than my my trees. In the, oh, is that right? Yeah. I didn't see Florida King. I didn't see Florida King. I didn't make a search. Oh, okay. I saw. There's some early ones out there. Yeah, early blue ones. I, I saw some that I wouldn't expect, like Alberta. But uh, oh my! Well, there's a the new different Alberta yeah, now. That's what they say. Um, that used to be uh, the most famous peach there was, I guess. Yeah. Well, and that was always the. Always our job was to explain why not why, the why <laughs> well you know you people would explain what has happened to their peach trees and then you'd say I'll bet it's in Alberta no. say, how did you know <laughs> but uh, then yeah. they, then you're right they had uh, some new selections of Alberta a different variation that supposedly were able to perform in the, mm-hmm. the weather. That's the thing about fruit trees, especially peaches, that they're real weather sensitive. They talk about chill requirements, and and the, when you you hear us talking about the weather, the yeah. complexities of the weather <laughs> in the spring, and fruit trees respond to those. But didn't he? Uh, didn't Trey said they ordered some some more of a pretty one. Uh, Oh yeah, they got it. They've got oh, a ton of your favorite out there. Yeah. Okay. Now those I did see, <laughs> but they're not blooming yet, right? Yeah, they're close. They're close. <laughs> they're close. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, they uh, they weren't because I don't remember that that red color. Yeah. But I did see the label. On them. Yeah, when they bloom, you'll be able to see them. I went and checked mine. Mine's not. Close to booming that same variety. Okay. What is it called? It's, uh, I can't think of the the name. Name not the bear, Red Baron. Yeah, Red Baron. Oh, yeah. yeah, like Snoopy's. Snoopy's yeah, Red Baron. Snoopy and the Red Baron. The one Jer- uh, for our, for our <laughs> listeners, the one Jerry's talking about is 
I think we both agree with one of the most spectacular blooming peach tree. Yeah. And in some some years, <laughs> some situations, it actually produces a good uh, peach. Yeah. It's a little. Le- it's, it takes it a little longer to produce, and so it's got you know more uh, opportunity for insects and things to challenge it. Yeah. But uh, gosh, the the long bloom and. <laughs> Yeah, very, very attractive. It's worth having just for the Yeah, I remember the up, up at Stonewall, they have, had an orchard right there. Maybe Vogel's orchard. But they had a uh, red baron planted, a, a red baron tree planted at, at the uh, uh, west side of the orchard with the other tree. And that stupid thing would be the first one to bloom. And the rest of the trees would be barren, and so <laughs> yeah, I mean it would it would just knock you out, hmm. it would make you run off the road to get hey, a picture. We have a Ray is on the line. Let's start your question, Ray, and uh, we may need to get to the news, but uh, we'll hold you over the break if we don't answer your question. Hi, Ray. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Uh, pretty good. Um, I just I had had a had a question. I I know y'all had a guest on there. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about pruning trees already, and I'm just thinking, isn't it kind of early to be pruning even like a crepe myrtle? Well, it is early for crepe myrtle, but, uh, yeah, we generally, you know, we don't prune crepe myrtle. If we do, it's kind of late, but the, the peaches are starting to bloom. Yeah. yeah so I, uh, I started pruning, yeah. my, pruning my June gold, and uh, I only <laughs> have four four peaches <laughs> varieties left but uh, wouldn't wouldn't you wait until like uh third or fourth week of february like oh no i yeah, not, not, not if you if you got a real variation and uh, uh now you could wait but you've got a, it's much easier for me to prune them before they loaded with blooms <laughs> the psychology of it is a killer um uh, but uh, well, Jerry and I kind of debated this. My target date always was uh, um, before the end of February. Yeah, um, President's Day. And and I'm it depends on you know like like the Florida King. It's already started blooming now, so it's much easier to prune when it's it's not full of blooms. And then the, the June Gold would be next and. Uh, um, then uh, the others are come later, yeah. so you got more room there. So it, do, it doesn't hurt the trees. Other than crepe myrtles, what wouldn't you prune now? Uh, you wouldn't prune uh, anything that flowers that flowers in oh. The spring. Oh, okay. Flowers. Other than the, not the fruit trees. Yeah. yeah. Ray, does that help? We got okay. to go to go to news. Yep. Thanks, man. Good. I'm glad. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, why don't you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, sitting on the porch here at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road on a bright, sunny day. 
a little chilly, but not too bad. And uh, we encourage you to come on down and visit with us and uh, or call us and ask your gardening question like Ray just did a moment ago at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Carolyn, you said that it's easier to prune them before they bloom. Why is it easier? Because those you don't are, you don't like to cut the blooms off? Is no, that it? I, I don't like to. <laughs> I had. But I mean, it doesn't hurt the tree, does it? No. But uh, it was uh, you know I only had two varieties. And yeah. Both, both of them were very early, and uh, spring gold. I, I tried to to, to uh, prune. Well, bloom, I pruned the blooms. Yeah. Oh, but that, that that's difficult. It was hard, <laughs> hard to get staff people to do it. Too. Is that right? Yeah, they just uh, like pulling up the blue bonnets. Yeah, it's just like it's just, just like having <laughs> you you know it's just like having gardeners <laughs> going out there and say pull half of those blooms off. There the you go. <laughs> it was it was difficult. Yeah, we 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 never fi- we never found a volunteer that. The rogue, the blue bonnets. Hmm. They wouldn't do it. They just couldn't do it. Couldn't make themselves it's do hard. it. hard. Very hard. But uh, uh, I was thinking about something else. Let's see. I don't know where I saw it. But in the recesses of my mind, oh. I remember on the old really early peaches, May, May gold, June gold, all those types. Did, didn't they used to recommend the first uh, spray for peach cuculeo was at when the buds start swelling before they bloom? I don't. I don't remember that. Uh, I know. I t- I tried to accomplish the the bud thinning with power spray. Oh, okay. Yeah. Equipment. And uh, there may have been a uh, common cause there. They may, they may have may have accomplished two things. Yeah, there, but yeah. but that that was a, that was a little easier emotionally because yeah. you were <laughs> you were taking off buds. And of course, again, you have to keep telling yourself too. Just like when you're pruning peaches, they recover quickly. They grow fast. Oh you, yeah. You do, you know, improve. If you didn't do this one right, improve the next one. That they didn't believe that, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're making a break for it. <laughs> I think she wants to steer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. She's okay. 210-308-8867. Calvin makes that noise all the time. 8867. And uh, tell us what's going on. We want reports. Trace is back. Are you back? Oh, he's taking the deer. Oh, <laughs> he's, uh, no. oh. yeah. Taking it away from that poor little girl. Uh, <laughs> he's pointing it at me. She was, on, she was on the correct end of it. Uh. Yes. <laughs> sure, he's on the wrong end. Yes. That deer is uh, he's the butt of our aiming joke. for Jerry. What's hey. that? I said he was the butt of our joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So we talked about David's going to be here. Yes, well, he no, is. we didn't. We talked about the things that were coming in <laughs> okay. from Oklahoma. Hey, guess bum, what? Bum, David's going to be bum. here. David's going to be here. Yeah. That's good timing because I know you've got a lot of fruit trees. And what's David going to talk about? Uh, 
Fruit trees. Fruit trees. <laughs> what the what? That's great. Yeah. I think they're coordinated. Then. I think you may be right. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, so he's going to, and we've mentioned, too, if it's cold next Saturday, we'll be in the greenhouse. Is that okay? Is it going to be cold <laughs> next Saturday? Uh, let me see. No. Hold on. <laughs> it's going to be so cold. So you, you realize uh, fruit tree people, they like being outside. <laughs> oh, the high is near 68, yeah. so How, it doesn't say. Houseplant people, they like being inside. No. Yeah. What about Calvin's secret society of houseplant people <laughs> <laughs> that met here yesterday? Now, actually, <laughs> they've been in there all morning, too. <laughs> Have they? Okay. But you know what? It's not just house plants they're going in there for. They've been picking over the tomatoes. Oh. Is that in there? Okay. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, some, some people like to plant those tomatoes big time early and well, take care of them. Do we want to talk about that we have tomatoes? We, ha- we have some tomatoes. So I just looked at the varieties in there. Uh, we have uh, some a, a handful of tycoon. Good. And hopefully I have some more this week. Good. Okay. Uh, about a flat of celebrity. Uh, about a flat and a half of uh, the fish, red snapper. Okay, good. <laughs> and like that fish. about two flats of the the, 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 the rodeo tomato. Yeah. This year's rodeo tomato. Okay. Thunderbird. Thunderbird. All right, we've now said the name, so. <laughs> well, Calvin going to put it in the paper next week. Next week, I know, but that was next week. But now people know, yeah. yeah. So we can come to Millburgers to get it. Do we know anything about Thunderbird? No. Oh, yeah. We well, got David no. sent it to. Did, did he send you some? Oh, no. I meant like characteristics, things like that. I didn't read the sign, but Mary printed the sign from the yeah. information that David yeah. gave Oh, okay. Us. Large size. It's a little flattening. Good. Uh, of course, bright, I asked her to put red. it where the tomatoes were, and guess where it is? It's out here, not where the tomatoes oh, are. Oh, <laughs> it's where the tomatoes sometimes are. Uh, okay. Yeah, I had, I had a guy come up here. It seemed like he was. It must have been after the show because it was he and I. Okay. And uh, he was asking about the rodeo tomato, and uh, and I told him back there in the greenhouse, and and he kept saying over and over and over the best rodeo tomato he's ever had was nine sixty eight. Oh wow! Oh, the little cherry. Well, yeah, the cherry. Yeah. But uh, he kept saying that. I said, well, he said, he likes to try those rodeo tomatoes, but. Where is the BHN 968? Yeah, yeah. He kept saying it over and over. <laughs> and uh, he said, They're in the back of Jerry's refrigerator. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, oh. That, that's, that, that seed was long gone. Oh. I, I mentioned. Uh, this is just I tried sad. to hedge a bit, but I, no, I I'm mentioned talking that about among those that yeah. Tell here. me he's not pulling a tycoon on the 968. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. The whole, we spent like a whole two seasons. No, uh, tycoon's never three. coming back. You uh, think it was even so longer? I'm going than, for three. Yeah, tycoon's <laughs> over. It's not coming back. Hey, we got tycoons. Uh, come get them. Yeah. So, uh, we don't know what's in the back of his fridge. You've got some, still got some Belinda's Dream Rose out there. I do, and I got more coming. Yay! Really? Are you think they're going to come? Um, I had them reserved, so uh, I guess we'll find out. Well, you've done that before, and they didn't show up. These traces got this covered. Yeah, this is reliable. Yeah. 
If if you need me to, I can have a word with those people. No, you you don't get <laughs> you don't get along with those people. Thank you, thank you, Jerry. You're okay. Last word, period. Trace has got this under control. I, I want word. them to keep selling to yeah, me. Yeah, stop stop helping. All right, yeah, that's great. Um, I got mine. Mine's uh, yeah. In, uh, what's your name again? Jerry has told me how to take care of it. So it, uh, have you renamed it from Belinda to something else? I don't know because Belinda just works fine by itself. <laughs> We, what did we have yesterday? We had... Uh, How about Linda for short? Uh, oh, I like Linda. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, maybe so. We have Vinny. And then yesterday, what was it that we had? Uh, oh, I can't remember. Somebody came up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth had something that she yeah. was growing, and we had to name it. Yeah. Oh, Lady Buggies. Yeah, so if I... She, <laughs> she, she let one free. Is that that's that's probably the one that bit you. Does that bother you at all that he's uh, naming plants? You, yeah, you spent uh, fifteen years in learning and college and all I do PhD, is, and and he's naming single tomato plants. I just add a Y to it. Yeah, <laughs> they, so I'll uh, have to get Thunderbirdie. Uh, yeah, we're I'm, I'm recommending that people these Belinda Dream roses that you got over here are growing so vigorously. That they keep them, don't plant them until after February. And I brought up the fact that uh, I'm, I'm sure it was Mr. Wessler's uh, in maybe every nursery in this town uh, brought in roses early. They got them, brought them in early uh, in bloom and everything. Oh, no. And they, uh, they that's, sold. That's not Mr. Wessler. They froze. He he would bring them in early, but he would bring them in bare root. Oh, and then uh, he'd have a whole army of guys out there potting them up. Okay, but one year they froze. Panics used to do that. Panics. I've heard stories that they used to do that here too. Is that right? Yeah. No, and the the freezing. Well, I don't know about that, but they used to can their own roses. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Mr. Fanick, the old man. Would say, he touched every rose. Oh, he he would touch every rose. He was out there helping plant it, put put it, plant it up. So uh, yeah, that actually sounds familiar here too. I mean, it would have been when we were here. That it wasn't that far back, right? Oh no, uh, it was uh, they before were, they, me. That's all okay. I can tell you for a fact. They didn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember them here. Any, anybody else who could remember, remember it probably doesn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah, they I did it every year. Yeah, I was there several times, um, but I don't. I don't. I don't remember them doing it <laughs> here. But anyway, they had a laid freeze and uh, knocked them all back. Everybody was upset. Uh, but Do, it, will uh, more roses start coming in? Uh, it'll Theoretically, be, <laughs> so that to answer your question, antiques have uh-huh. been booked. They could show up anytime. Okay. Uh, things like knockout. I'm looking for the best price. Okay. And uh, best quality. So uh, hopefully in the next few weeks on that and the drifts, but the hybrids are all going to be give or take on the weather. Uh, probably second week in March for the first load and second week of Mar- of April for the second load. Okay. And those those will be the different hybrid types with the big blooms. And then we have David coming in mid-February, right? Really? 
Uh, maybe the 18th or something? Uh, may, I, guess, I guess. I mean, look. I didn't on. know we were going to see him that often. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's okay in small doses. Yeah, well, you could. Was that, was that, <laughs> that a pun? That was, uh, it wasn't meant to be, but uh, perhaps right. you can. Just, take, yeah. cre- just take credit for it. Uh, okay. yes, it was meant good. to be. Let's see. I'm scheduled someplace on the 18th. Oh, Uh-oh. spring cleanups to do in your dawn. Yeah, spring cleanups for your lawn and landscape. Taught by David Rodriguez. There you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One, uh, you know, we mentioned watering a while ago. And so I, I was reading articles about my two favorite uh, authors. And Calvin says this week in the garden, don't forget how little rain we are receiving. In addition to newly planted trees, and by newly planted within the last two years, uh, container plants and flowers and vegetables need irrigation to survive. When it's supposed to rain tonight? Well, that's what I thought too, but (laughs) apparently now it's tomorrow night. Okay. But see, it says Monday night Jerry after... Jerry talked to God and got it postponed. Yeah. Well, the the weather forecast says Monday night after midnight. Well, Monday night after midnight is kind of tonight it is. after midnight. Yeah. So I don't know whether that's Monday, but it's also Tuesday morning, too. So that indicates to it's me... It's tough when we don't have a close relationship with uh, yeah. Steve Brown or a weatherman uh, like we uh, used to. Yeah. We need to, We need to redevelop that. Maybe he should call in. Steve? Yeah. 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 Is he alive? <laughs> Jerry? Jerry? Yeah, what? Uh, is Steve still with us? Yeah. I oh, good. So. Okay. okay. I think right. the Just checking. Heard. That was close. <laughs> but, uh, and then in Neil's deal, it says he get a question in. Oh, but we have Janice on the line. Okay, go ahead. Oh, we got a review, I think. Oh, no, it's, oh, there's a presentation coming up. Janice, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. What's going on? Thank you. Um, I know y'all recently had a program on Oakwell that may have been a little more technically oriented, but there's a program to be put on this coming Tuesday night at Hobby Middle School, and Aaron Davis, who's the forester from the Texas A&M Forest Service, is going to speak about Oakwell you know, how to identify it, how to prevent it, that type of thing. But more than that, uh, she's going to demonstrate how the Forest Service can help homeowners and especially HOAs in plotting where oak wilt has started in their neighborhood. And she plats it out to show uh, estimates of how soon it spreads. So that way homeowners who live within a treatment area can be warned, you know, maybe six months or a year ahead of time when it's going to be getting to their property. Ew. And that's, what, what that's do they scary. do after they've been warmed? Do they go ahead? Well, no, then you just ask me. Then you suffer for <laughs> that six or eight yeah. months. Then, well, what it does basically is tells you how soon you need to start saving money, either to treat your trees in whatever way you choose or how you plan on cutting down your trees. And ah. it also realigns all the friend, friendships in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it does. Well, in my neighborhood where we've had it for about 10 years, it also tells people maybe now's the time to put your house on the market. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Man. I hate to say that, but anyway. 
Well, we, the, sad, uh, the, the sad thing is that it's so easy to prevent, but once exactly. it's started, it's very difficult. Exactly. Yeah. They, they told my mother she had, that the oak quilt was in the neighborhood 30 years ago. Oh. Uh, nothing yet. Nothing never, yet? never did. Nope. Oh. Huh. Well, they sure. That's good. Uh, what sure part of the world do my you? neighborhood fast last. Janice, what part of the world do you live in? We live in Whispering Oaks, which is a neighborhood off of Lock Hill Selma and Wurzbach Parkway. Okay. Our oak quilt started in a small. Very small area, one or two lots, about 10 years ago. We raised uh, about $85,000 as a neighborhood. The Forest Service gave us 15, and so then we had 100, and the city gave us $100,000 matching grant out of that tree mitigation fund they collect money for. And with that 200,000, we trenched about five or six feet deep around a two or three block area. But it was very difficult because we also have buried utilities. Yeah. So we think we got all the trenching, and to be honest, that slowed it or stopped it for about five or six years. But now it has started up again, and, and some people think it's just because the tree roots have regrafted. And now it seems to be moving quickly, and now it's spreading on to about three or four other streets. Some people have treated their trees with the uh, the chemicals. The Alamo, with something? varying success. Yeah. Some people have ignored it, and they have very sickly-looking trees. And then some people have just gone ahead and cut down all their trees. So for our neighborhood that used to be called Whispering Oaks, we <laughs> joke about what new name are we going to call ourselves here in another 10 or 15 years. Mm. But I, it doesn't hear kill every Elms tree. Whisper. I mean, if you drive down no, our streets... Um, it's not like just a big wasteland. Uh, we still have a lot of trees, and thank goodness yeah. we have diversified the forest, like Mark Peterson always used to say. And we have a lot of other trees, including a lot of cedar elms. There so you go. It's, Whispering it's not, elms. Whispering elms is our, our suggestion. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what we okay. want to do in this program, and Erin Davis, who will speak, um, she has plotted our neighborhood, and it shows the spread. And like I say, that kind of warns homeowners a year away and two years away, kind of an estimate of when it might be getting to their property so they can make, you know, financial decisions. Um, but it also, we want to cover, you know, how, like you say, how to prevent it in the first place. And some neighborhoods are, and some cities, like Chavanaugh Park, you have to get a permit before you cut an oak limb. Uh, city of San Antonio just says, we recommend you hire licensed contractors. They do have an uh, ordinance that says you have to spray within 30 minutes, but I find that many of these tree trimmers who come through the neighborhood, uh, don't, they don't obey that. And a lot of our new neighbors, we have a lot of people who have moved here from other parts of the country or other parts of the state. They've never heard of oak wilt. They're out there cutting willy-nilly and don't know anything at all about spraying. So this program is supposed to educate people as well as let homeowners and HOAs kind of know what, what to expect and what kind of service they can get from the Forest Service. Well, you do a, gr a great job of explaining it. Yeah. yeah. Where do they find more information? Well, I guess they can go to Hobby. Was it tomorrow? When is it? It's Tuesday night, the Tuesday? 24th. It okay. starts at 630. 
uh, and Hobby Middle School is at the intersection of Vance Jackson and Hebner Road. And is there a website or something this is on? Well, not really, but we've put out the word through Nextdoor, and it's, as I understand it, it's all throughout Nextdoor. The District 8 and District 9 council districts offices have also been given this information as well as the city but uh, you know really I guess they can they can still call the middle school and ask uh, specific questions but really Aaron is the the point okay. of all contact for this this program all right well, thank you Janice good well, luck thank Janice you. I, I hope that people can come I especially hope that HOAs can educate their homeowners especially their new people over how to take care of the oaks. We need all the trees we can get in San Antonio. Yeah. Well, Janice, uh, whenever you have anything else like this scheduled uh, or you have some good information, let us know, and we'll yeah. try to put it in the radio, and then I'll use, uh, use it in my column, too. Oh, there you go, okay, Janice. Okay, great. Well, all thank right. you so much. I hope people can come on uh, Tuesday night. Thank you. Okay, we're going to. Thank you. Yes, sir. Oh, I was Bye-bye. thinking, what what if uh, if they had it videoed and then they could oh, put it online? That's actually a good idea, Janice. I don't know if you're still here. Did you hear Trace? If you are, I wonder. Yeah, just video it so you can share it. Yeah, I wonder if they did any. Tell uh, Aaron to video it. Recording of the. the I don't program, know. Wasn't the program that wasn't that kind Thursday. of like they might, but they weren't sure. And or, well, that's what I mean. Okay, I would think the forestry department would. I have would, somebody there that I might would think do that. that. Just simply that, that, to make it that easy to share if somebody well, had a plus, question, plus they had the, that'd be all, good. All the city of San Antonio people yeah. there, too. Well, we'll have to do some more research on that. So now, is, is it Aaron Davis I need to call? Okay. We'll call. All right. 210-308-8867. because Mark was at the uh, Oh, okay. Program. Back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Yeah. And that ain't what it takes to love me. I think I'm winning you over. You fool, you fool. <laughs> I don't like spiders and snakes. And that ain't what it takes to uh, love oh, me. Oh, I'm telling you, you're winning my heart. Like I want to be loved by you. Oh, I want to be loved by you, darling. I want to be loved by you, darling. Don't do this to me, darling. Don't <laughs> smack me with your sucker. Don't. I'm sucker enough. <laughs> Love. Oh, and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Oh, we missed Allie's birthday. It was on the 19th. Um, so 210-308-8867. We should have invited Dolly to come do the show with us. Dolly Parton's birthday was on the 19th. Oh, I was wondering. My wife na- So back to naming. My wife named her... Yeah. Her previous car to this one, his name was Dolly. So I was trying to put two and two together. Oh, okay. But she did name it after she met Dolly Parton. Oh, very cool. That's kind of neat. What was the occasion to meet Dolly Parton? Uh, we were in Vegas, and she was the uh, headliner for the party we were at. Oh, wow. Was she nice? She seems nice. Super nice. Okay. 
Well, since you know her, will you invite her to come on the show with us? Uh, if I yeah. see her again. <laughs> if you see her again, just say, look, here's a phone number. Call this on next Saturday. Uh. We want to hear from you. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. I'm going to go tell that there's a guy with an orange shirt in the nursery. we got a rule against rule against that, don't we? No, we well, encourage that. Oh, really? Gosh, You meet the nicest people in orange shirts. And, his, and there's so few, though. That's I guess that's true. That's okay. I don't know. There's so few. You don't like UTSA orange? That's the color of his shirt, Calvin. Are you, I mean, should we have UTSA fans call you and, uh, and talk with you well, about that? Well, what is the uh, color of Texas A&M shirts? Texas A&M San Antonio? or Well, take your pick, Milton. Oh, okay. I guess maroon. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Anyway, we're, this is going nowhere. What uh, else you got there? I, you... I went inside yesterday. Right. And uh, as I was walking out, I saw that uh, those uh, amaryllis bulbs blooming in containers. The uh, bulbs? Uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, they, I don't know if those are the ones that uh, they potted up here at Millburgers or whether they're just brought them in. Were they the, the pink? Right, so the if pink they were ones? open and blooming, yeah, yeah then open. those were purchased. Okay. If they're budded or still in the bulb stage, those are ones that we've potted to try to time out for Valentine's okay. Day. Well, these were <laughs> right there. Across from the registers, uh, next to the wall, and uh, they had open blooms on them, but the but the stalks weren't as big as I thought they should be. Maybe they're a different variety or kind. Possibly. Yeah. And yeah, we got plenty of violas and those geraniums. <laughs> I mean, those things are screaming, aren't they? Uh, the I heard them there. screaming when I was yeah, walking around. I mean, yeah, they're beautiful. Hey. And uh, this is total geranium weather. Yeah. I mean, uh, they love this. This is about to. This is what. This is kind of like it is in Europe, where they, everybody has, those uh, weeping geraniums in the. Uh, planter boxes on the windows. Well, you got lots of choices too because those, those uh, listen there are knockoffs. Yeah, yeah. And they've got the nice fragrance. And uh, I was going to brag on the dianthus, but I think we sold all the dianthus. <laughs> yeah. But they they had the, the great fragrance too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we we still got the some of the primulas, don't we? Uh, hand, handful. Yeah. Uh, we, if you remember our discussion, I, I don't think it was tomorrow, yesterday, or last week with the the primulas. Uh, we use them in the shade, just as the the winter one of the winter plants, and they made it through this this freeze without mm-hmm. getting phased. It's just mm-hmm. amazing. So if you if you if you're um, what are what are my favorite uh, cyclamen? Cyclamen, yeah. If your cyclamen went through this uh, kind of flattening like mine did, <laughs> you may want to take a look at these primula for a replacement. It's another plant that'll last into May. 
mm-hmm. if the weather cooperates with us, and gosh, they're, they're attractive. All right, segue alert. I bet you if you just had like a maybe a six-inch pot, maybe something terracotta-ish to put that primula in, that'd look really nice, don't you think? Yeah, or even a bigger pot. White Garden. Is, White, is that what it's called? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> you wanna, do you want to explain what I'm clay, saying? It's a clay pot. And it's not really terracotta. And it's not really white. Oh, it's okay. Somewhere in between. Regular three ninety nine. Uh huh. Now watch that now. Four for a dollar. How much is that each, Jerry? Twenty five. Oh. <laughs> so if I get five, they're just That's still a dollar and a quarter. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to get some before I leave. I've got. It wouldn't make any sense to buy just one. No, it would gonna, not. You're going to pay more you're for gonna, it. Yeah, actually, you're right. So, <laughs> no, and then the saucers will come in next week. But you got a bunch. Uh, I, I saw them I selling about seven thousand. Okay, so I could apparently pop- isn't very many as fast as they've been moving. Oh, okay. So I will get them today. I hate that. There's another fourteen thousand. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to take some to work and maybe put something on my windowsill. You, you mentioned herbs. The primula would look nice in them. Yeah, that would be perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, the, we got a reminder, but though, too, the, the, their uh, slugs and snails like them, so you got to just get yourself some slug and snail <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask that a while ago because they, they're, they, they'll get them. Yeah. And once they have holes in the leaves, you have holy leaves to oh. the rest of the religious uh, rest of the experience. Day. But uh, would uh, they'd be big enough to grow tomatoes in, wouldn't they? I mean, from now to, oh, for the, from now to when planting, you bet. For the one gal, for the temporary, or, yeah. Well, for that matter, they could. Uh, if, if there's any question, they could go to the graphite ones because those are still on sale too. Yeah, that's the. the so is it four for ten? Uh, yes. Four okay. For 10. Yeah, that's a good deal. I, I still have to. Those are next to the bat house with nothing in them right now. Yeah, that's ten inch, <laughs> ten inch graphite. And we have tomatoes. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess more will come in. More will come in. Are we doing the um, yes the the rodeo thing? So the eighteenth is David on lawn cleanup. Okay. February. And then uh, last Saturday of the rodeo. Okay. Oh, well, I can find out when that is. I think that's when we're doing our event. Yeah. I wonder if they're even going to be selling them at the rodeo. Oh, I don't know. Y- yes. They are okay. What well, they're going to have a little a, small, so, so described, a very small tent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, that's you know this this the deal with Marinan was that they'd only be sold as a rodeo, and uh, oh. we tried that for a couple of years, and people were chewing us out about. Uh, I don't want to go to the rodeo, <laughs> so but I want that tomato. So it so, looks like that may be the 25th to the 18th or the 25th. So what, uh, pretty sure it's the 25th. I think you're right. So whatever that day is, is uh-huh. Saturday, the last Saturday, Yeah. Uh, we're going to actually have a bunch of them. So if you don't want to drive to the rodeo yeah. and you want the rodeo <laughs> tomato, yeah. and the best part is we're not keeping any of the money. Yeah, it's going back to the children's garden, or it's going, it's going to well, in the long run, yes, okay. children's garden for yeah, just for that day, or yeah. oh yeah, just that day. Got to stay in business, Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's nice to do for you to do that. But uh, 
that's been, that's been a good that's been a good deal for yeah Cal, yeah it's good that Calvin and I went over and risk our lives and oh man talk to Marinan West <laughs> Calvin wouldn't listen to me he's just, I have a feeling this story is different uh, from coming from Calvin. No, it's exactly right. That's okay. What I said, this woman is like dealing with nitroglycerin. Oh. You know, it's like you touch her and she's going to blow your oh, head. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Very cool. That's that Got a picture of Miss Dolly. That's Dolly. As Dolly with my daughter and my wife. Very oh, nice. Okay. And somewhere there's one of me, too. <laughs> okay, yeah. The, you, were, you were not the priority. I was, I was a second thought. Yeah. Uh, put Trace in the picture, too. <laughs> That's nice Very for her. Very cool. Nice for her to pose. Yeah. Yeah, that is. <laughs> we'll have to get her on the show. Yeah. So this was uh, August 29th of 2018, so not that long ago. No. I was, I was thinking it was further back. Yeah. Uh. What what is the deal on? Uh, did you ever get the uh, citrus uh, satsumas and uh, Arctic frosts and stuff from uh, that grower over next to the? So I did last year, but then we sold. Oh. That was the first thing we sold out of. Yeah, it was extremely limited. Yeah. So I got a bunch more ordered for this year. We'll see if they ship everything. Oh, okay. When do they usually ship? When we call them. I already give them an order, so it's a, when, whenever we call them and say, hey, can you ship it now? Oh, okay. So probably last of February, for, uh, 1st of March. Okay. Somewhere in there. The, uh, we have a confirmation from uh, Dr. Larry Stein that says that uh, Arctic frost is definitely more, is a cold, is a cold, most, more cold hardy citrus that Mr. Moore developed. Uh, you know, there's Arctic frost and orange, orange frost, frost. Bumper. And, uh, yeah, and we had all those uh, large trees growing in Uvalde uh, when those hard freezes hit. And uh, Arctic frost was the only one that fared well. This is two years ago winter or this? This less. 2020, 2021. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, it got colder than that. I think. February 21st was the Fed. Night in 2021 was the coldest. Yeah. And then, and then there was the February after that, and then of course the December. Yeah, it took it took all the satsumas out that we had out of there, and uh, burnt back some of the. But uh, that Arctic frost, uh, that, that's well named. I, I worried about calling it Arctic frost. Uh, they came up with that name at uh, Greenleaf over at El Campo. And uh, that wasn't Mr. Moy's name. What was his name other than Mr. Moy? No, 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 no. He had, he, he had one of them called, uh, 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 the one you said, uh, Bumper. Mm-hmm. Mm. He had yeah, tr- about that one. strange names on him. Bumper uh, Crop. <laughs> Bumper Crop. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, they renamed that. But uh, Orange Frost, I could, I could like that one. But when you say Arctic Frost, mm, that's that's saying it's going to be really cold. Is this? And it it. Uh, 
when it got extremely cold, it uh, it took them out, took them all out. But uh, Arctic frost was the was the best one to survive out of all that. So I guess our <laughs> uh, well, Dr. Dr. Laura Shreve used to have the fruit orchard out there. And uh, when Dr. Shreve retired, but he he loved he loved uh, citrus, and uh, Dr. Dr. Stein took his place, and uh, he came to me. He said, "What can we plant that Shreve will like, and that we can, uh, <laughs> you know, he'll he'll help us with, and uh, we won't cause any hard feelings?" And I said, "He loves citrus." And so that's when we decided to put those new citrus uh, in, in, that was in the market that we brought in from Japan. Hey, we need to take a quick break. Okay, give me a break. I'm going to give you one right now. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The Answer. Welcome back to Melberger's Gardening, South Texas, and 9.30 a.m. The Answer. If you've had a squirrel as a pet, we want to hear from you at 210-308-8867. I told Jerry that I heard squirrels made good pets, and he gave me a look. So if you've had a squirrel as a pet, we'd like to hear from you. You know how long it'd take to grow that squirrel up to edible size? Well, you're, no, you're, you're, you're doing it as a pet. He's running around. Didn't you see, uh, wasn't there a squirrel as a pet in uh, It's a Wonderful Life? No. I think there was. Jimmy Stewart and Yeah, I think they, Uncle Billy had a squirrel as a pet, I think. Okay. I think you were drinking. Man. I don't know. Just call us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. The, uh, talking about water, uh, Neil Sparrow, uh, we read what Calvin had written, and uh, Neil got a got a question in says it seems like i've been watering my shrubs and perennials for months and months now and that's right uh, this thing's been going on for yeah. two years hasn't it? Ooh, is it really two years yeah, i think so but um i was hoping winter would be a rest <laughs> yeah. we all were but it's been so warm and dry recently. Do I need to continue watering? Neil answers, probably yes. Probably yes. Hell yes is what he should answer. My answer is always to feel the soil. It will be your guide. If it's dry to the touch... Now, he, he's moving to the touch rather than sticking your finger in the soil like uh, Calvin and uh, yeah. Trey said. But we had so many people brought, uh, 
right in with broken fingers <laughs> from sticking it in that soil, concrete soil. If it's dry to the touch, soak it deeply, then wait until it's dry before you soak it again. Well, the problem with that is the uh, subsoil is dried out. Oh, you yeah. Know, you may be feeling it dry on the top soil, but that subsoil is, is concrete dry. So, anyway. And uh, the Internet says that squirrels do not make good pets. Is that right? According to WebMD. There you go. They, uh... And squirrels t- may live in your backyard or neighborhood. They are fun to watch and scamper around. Yeah. And you may consider them that they would make you may consider that they would make cute pets. As a general rule, squirrels are not domesticated and aren't good animals to keep as pets. And it takes too long to grow much uh, <laughs> meat size. Okay. I imagine they'd be tender when they were young like that. Anyway. Uh yes. <laughs> uh Yes, I can imagine that you'll need to water every 7 to 10 days during weather like much of Texas has encountered the past couple of months. Now, if if you've been watching the drought monitors, the rest of Texas has had rains, but around San Antonio... The count of Fredericksburg, Kerrville, uh, up in that area, is the part the target center of the severe drought monitor. Well, maybe we'll be next. California is getting some water. Oh now. my goodness, aren't they? <laughs> and, may, and maybe it's our our turn to, to get <laughs> some. Yeah, it's just soon. I'd be, though, I'd just soon not get uh, eight inches at yeah. a time, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, hey, give us about give us about two two inches a week for there a, you few, go. a few months. <laughs> yeah, my my man on uh, Channel Twelve, uh, Jason, uh, he's he's made that statement. He's he's been real smart about the way he's predicting this rain. Uh, but he says uh, this is not going to be solved with one rain, even if it's torrential. It's going to take uh, several, uh, more than several probably, uh inch and a half, two inches of rainfall to get back into that subsoil. Yeah. So, uh, and I think he's correct on that. But uh, I haven't taken that the taking the uh the drought recommendations off plantanswers dot com uh or miss uh miss tanya tucker singing it's a little yeah. too late to do the right thing now if you're singing that song oh There you go. <laughs> See, I was on top of it. Yeah, if you hadn't, uh, if you hadn't watered at all this summer, and for the last two years, I guess, uh, 
you've lost you lost a lot of stuff whether you know it or not and uh, and we talk about how to solve that problem on plantanswers.com but uh, <laughs> what what I what I'm uh, upset about is all of my Asian jasmine is dead Damn. yeah it fro- some of it froze some of it dried up how about your uh, Turk's cap? No, what? Turk's cap. Turk's cap. Oh, uh, no. It's it's making it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I never have watered it. Uh-huh. And uh, it was interesting. When, uh, coming into the fall, you know, we had several little inch and a half uh-huh. rains. Bam. I mean, it'd be back blooming yeah. the next time. And then... And like my grass, my grass would come up too. The Chinese honeysuckle uh, <laughs> or Mexican honeysuckle did they, they did the same thing. It yeah, went from <laughs> green to back down to yeah, two or three times. <laughs> so, uh, but it's it's back to brown now. Uh, but like I said, I don't water it. It's it's tough. Uh, and it comes back. I guess we'll. I'll cut it back uh, in the early spring. Let it come back again. It it will. It won't die. It doesn't want to die, which is good. Cause I got a white one out there, you know. It's a pretty white one. But anyway, this guy's is, is saying like most of us said. He's tired of what? He's tired of watering and worrying about the drought. Mm. But we all are. I don't think you can take that attitude if you want to. <laughs> just, just, just be glad you're not a farmer. Yeah. I mean, they were, they haven't been able to plant pastures, and they haven't been able to uh, uh, plant their winter wheat that they plant at this time of the year, uh, or have. I don't think they even tried to plant a winter wheat. And so, uh, because it was so dry, they couldn't get mm. the seed up. Uh, Dr. Doctor, doctor, uh, Dr. Larry Stein, I told you, sneak, sneaked in and planted the colorful blue bonnets uh, and had a rain to bring the plants up. Uh, Blue Bonnets, he got a good stand where he planted the uh, Blue Bonnets, but it hadn't rained since. No. So they're going to, uh, and I would put the uh, the pictures from uh, last year of Blue Bonnets that I took where we had planted the colors. And... Uh, when we got ready to harvest, they were beautiful, magnificent blooms and colors, pretty. But it didn't rain while they were blooming, which means they didn't set any seeds or very little. And sure enough, when uh, Dr. Stein harvested, got very little of uh. any seed. And uh, John Thomas up at Wildseed, uh lost the prettiest stand of uh, maroons that he'd ever had. They they bloomed nice, but didn't didn't rain when it bloomed. And he lost, wow. lost all the seed. 
The plant just died. That's not good. Yeah. But anyway, maybe it'll be maybe it'll be different. Uh this year so far, because it's not raining up there at uh Wild Seed up at Fredericksburg. They're in the drought too. Yeah. But uh luckily he grows grows a lot of his seed over to his original farm in Eagle Lake. Oh. Texas. And they've been getting lots of rain. Oh good. Okay. So <laughs> Now, knowing how it goes, uh, it'll still be raining when we should be harvesting, which will rot all the seed, you know. So this this farming is no. <laughs> something. Calvin won't even talk about it. No. <laughs> it's like he's, he's blocked it out mentally. It wasn't so bad. It took me okay. 10 years to get my peach orchard established and only 20 years to pay all the debts. <laughs> oh. That's right, ten to two to one. Is that yeah, right? I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> I, I sense some bitterness in that voice. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that's that peaches. <laughs> what is the plant they have? Speaking of house plants, which we weren't, but with a big red spike. Yeah. Do you know what that is? It's a house plant, but I don't know. I don't know it. We'll have to check and tell you next week. They call it red spike. Is that right? That's the famous red spike plant? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for Al doing a great job, and uh, thank you, of course, for listening. I'm Milton Glick. We'll see you next Saturday and Sunday back here at the nursery with David Rodriguez on 930 AM. The Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com. <laughs> 